this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Walking Dead fans, we are back for Season 10, Episode 1. We are very excited to be back. A crashing satellite. Our group is staying prepared after their last encounter with the Whispers. We've got two groups, one at Oceanside, one at Alexandria. A forest fire forces our team to cross border lines. We've got our special segments. We've got our favorite kill segment, our MVP of the episode. We've got our top three. We've got a lot to talk about. Don't move a muscle. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's going on, Walking Dead fans? Welcome back to our show, The Walking Dead After Show. We are calling us The Honest Talking Dead. That is what we are doing this season. (laughs) Season 10, Episode 1, you guys. I'm very excited to be back with you all. So excited. Such a good episode. Everything all good. Well, before we get into the episode, I'm joined by a beautiful panel. I've got Krista Flengy with me. Hey, guys. I've got April Wissenhant over there. Hey, everybody. And Sir Benny Adams. What's up, guys? Guys, we are very, very excited to be back. We are very excited for everybody in the chat. April is in the chat right yes. now. We're going to be giving some shout outs. We've got a lot to talk about, you guys. First off, like I said, we are very, very excited to be back. Yeah. We just left Fear the Walking Dead. Those of you who don't watch it, check it out. Um, but here we are talking The Walking Dead. I hope you all saw our preview episode, our pre-episode for this episode, uh, where we talked about pretty much everything that we look forward to what is going to happen on this episode, uh, or for the season, rather. Yeah. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about, so let's just dive right into it. I want to hear your overall thoughts of the episode. So good. I, th- I yeah. truly, I was like, this is one of the best premiere episodes in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. It The story was told in a way so different from, I think, any of the rest of The Walking Dead. And I loved it, and I thought it was so well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had high, high hopes for this premiere, and I was not disappointed whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Just literally everything the show offered was amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I completely agree. I loved it, and now I'm super excited for the rest of the season. I agree. Angela Kang, the showrunner, definitely pulled out all the stops for this premiere episode. I mean, it almost felt like a movie. Was I the only one? Especially with that opening shot of the the opening scene was great. I mean, just I mean, there were so many things that we could just pinpoint, but it really felt like a movie. I mean, the acting was on point, the writing was on point. I mean, they can only go down from here, and I don't think they will because after we heard of how the showrunners runners and the writers have treated this season Mm -hmm. so carefully. I don't think that they're going to be slowing down anytime soon. Mm-mm. So let's dive into it. Guys, don't forget, we also have our MVP uh, of the episode. It's our special segment that we're doing at the end of the episode. We're going to pick our favorite character who we thought deserves MVP of the episode. We've also got our favorite kill. We're keeping that from Fear the Walking Dead. Plus, we've got some news and gossip from Benny Adams over yes. there. And we've got our predictions at the end of the episode, guys. We want to hear everything that you have to say, so stay tuned for all of that. So... Who would have thought a crashing satellite would have caused so much commotion? I mean, I would. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, in the I just thought that because it's the end of the world, like, right. who cares? Mm-hmm. I guess you, like, forget that there's still stuff going on up there, mm-hmm. you know, and then something like that falls out of the sky and you're like, oh, yeah, that was a thing prior to, now no one's around to warn us yeah. or, like, watch out for that. Yeah. yeah. And you, ha- when have you thought about space? Exactly. 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 They haven't thought about space probably since we were at, um... The CDC yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. way back in Atlanta. Like, it was just, I think maybe that's why I liked it so much because it was so out of nowhere. Like, yeah. even when, when they were showing, I'm going to, you know, call myself a full idiot here. When they were showing the satellite at the beginning of the episode, I was like, oh, is this like something they're trying to build something <laughs> Like, are they even bigger than we think they are? Like, Star are they freaking the in space? Um, not them, but I was like, maybe something with Rick's crew. Didn't put two and two together. Oh, wait, that looks pretty old. It's probably about to crash. Uh, Yeah, I was shocked, to say the least. But, I mean, all the damage that it's doing makes me wonder, like, what's going to happen to Oceanside and Mm. that whole entire area. Yeah, Yeah. never in a million years I think they would go that route. Mm -hmm. And the way they tackled it was just very well written. Because you've seen shows before where they've tried to incorporate space into the show, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't really work out that well. They did it perfectly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the way that they used this satellite to kind of tie in all... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Love the storylines throughout the episode. I thought it was brilliant. And we're going to go through them one by one Uh, starting with this opening scene on the beach called Training Day Um, you guys I've never been so turned on in my entire life I loved that right yeah I got chills right yeah literal chills I was sitting on my couch watching and I was like I said out loud by myself I was like this is so good yeah Yeah. Yeah. something about it I don't know what it was like seeing Judas sliced like just everybody everything about it and I was like "Are are they preparing for war against walkers or are they preparing for war against alpha seems like a little of both yeah it was cool yeah no i agree i think that it is a little bit of both i I don't think that after what happened last time um they could totally forget about that and i think it's good that they're preparing for anything walkers or other groups now april we had said in our pre-episode 
episode mm-hmm. that we were looking forward to having it come right after of what happened. Mm-hmm. After we've seen our friends beheaded, after what Alpha's group did to our group. Mm-hmm. And that's not the, the route that they took. They kind of did another time jump. Mm-hmm. I think it's like two years because RJ is all grown up. Mm-hmm. It's gotta I be only that. like a year-ish because of Rosita's baby. That's a pretty right. so, yeah. It's probably yeah, like sense. a year, I'd say. Year, that makes sense. year and a half max. Because how pregnant mm-hmm. was she when we left her? Well, she wasn't even not showing. Very, I don't think. Yeah, right. So that's like nine months, maybe like a year and a half. We'll give probably. it that. Probably. Because yeah. let's say like six months. Because this is the thing that we struggle with all the time, you guys. We know. never know how much time has passed. What? How old does RJ look? He RJ? does look like he went through quite the growth. That's sweats. why I'm confused. <laughs> yeah. He I can mean, talk, so I'm like <laughs> five probably. Yeah. Oh, he can barely <laughs> talk though. How old is he before? Like, I guess maybe let's say he's that's four. True. And he can yeah. barely talk. Yeah. <laughs> but he is. I mean, he's like almost as tall as Judith. But yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. he had a growth spurt, whatever. But we have to base it, and I only know this because of what Angela King said, <laughs> off of Rosita's baby, and that baby is a, yeah. looks to be about six Still months a baby. old. Yeah. Okay. So let's say a year and a half-ish okay. max, That's probably. fair. That's that does fair. seem fair. Now, what I was surprised about was this mask that they find on the beach. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't realize that because we did time jump a year and a half, that... Alpha's group would even still be around in mm-hmm. their vicinity. I thought before I knew that they were still at Oceanside that they had left, that they left everything because when we last saw them, like I said, they were like traveling through forests and mm-hmm. it was snowing and mm-hmm. I thought that they went far away. Yeah. Well, I think that's kind of what the group thought also, which is why some of them wanted to be able to go past those marks that Alpha said you couldn't pass. Mm -hmm. And so I think some people thought, well, they're not around anymore, but some people wanted to be on the safe side and be like, you know what, you never know, they still might be around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting aspect of this group, especially looking at uh, you know, we see multiple people struggling it, with it throughout the night, but it's a different aspect. And mm-hmm. I think it's something that they're going to touch on a lot throughout the season is them almost being scared. Yeah. yeah. Not that they are not almost, they are scared. Not that they weren't scared of Negan, but that was a more direct threat. They knew what was you happening. You see him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They knew okay, he's coming after us if we don't get these supplies to him, whatever. They don't know what Alpha's doing because technically she wanted Lydia and then she was like, okay, never mind, just don't come on my turf. But, like, are they still there? So they live every single moment being like, what could happen? Yeah, and you can definitely tell when they encounter groups of walkers, and they did it several times throughout the episode, they keep saying, watch their hands, Mm -hmm. which... I think is a brilliant way to kind of differentiate regular walkers from the Whisper group. Which, that's terrifying, though. But yeah. I know, I agree. They're like walking on pins and needles every time they encounter a walking dead or yeah. a, a herd. And I think it's brilliant. It I is. Mean, it's so good. It's like a whole new fear factor because, <laughs> yeah, it's like, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. You got to kill the walkers, but they could also be Alpha's groups. So. Yeah. So. Because they find this mask, we obviously realize that the threat of the Whisper group is back. Mm-hmm. And we already see that there is. Two groups. We see that there there's a group at that Oceanside and then there's a group at Alexandria. Mm-hmm. Because Aaron walkies uh, or radios over to Alexandria saying that they should lock it down, and Michonne thinks that, you know, they should just keep an eye out and not lead everybody to panic. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts on that? Do you guys agree with Aaron or do you guys agree with Michonne in this point? I think there's a happy medium there. Mm-hmm. I think everyone should be vigilant, but I don't think there is enough fear or like enough warning to be like widespread panic right so and it's also like you don't want to tell like the children because they don't you know i don't know i feel like there's people that needed to know and everyone needed to be 
vigilant but not like panicking. Right. right. It seems like you can't just not say something because then, you know, I, but I, then again, I don't know, because aren't they always kind of on high alert? Maybe mm. they've relaxed a little bit mm-hmm. at this point, um, and when they relax is when things go bad, obviously. Mm. Um, but then I'm like, what if it's just, we know it's not, but what if it was just a random uh, mask that w- yeah. washed up from forever ago, and now you've caused widespread pandemonium? Yeah. Mm. So you're exactly right. There has mm. to be some sort of in-between of notifying people without causing major alarm. Mm -hmm. But then there's always the question of what happens? Like, why are we doing this? Why are we even a little amped up? So, Mm -hmm. I don't really know. I agree with Michonne 100%. (laughs) Stay safe. They've been safe for all these years since the the last season. You know, Mm -hmm. why... Why go into the unknown and possibly get into that danger again, you know? Yeah. So. yeah. I think what the show did a good job of, of doing was that they kept this threat alive for us, the viewers. Because we could have easily forgotten, especially at the time jump being a year and a half, or so we think, it, we could have easily been like, oh, the whispers really aren't that scary anymore. Like, mm-hmm. it's time has passed. They haven't really done anything they for gone. our group. Yeah. yeah, but they are, they are keeping it alive and they are keeping this... I don't want to say level of paranoia, but this level of caution mm-hmm. toward this whisper group, which just puts more fear out there for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, we have our group. They want to go and find the whispers to see if they're even around mm-hmm. or if it is just a mask that has washed up. And they come across the bridge. Aaron and Michonne have gotten really close, apparently, yeah. which I really enjoyed. I like that he's her right hand. Same. That's what it seemed like. Yeah. 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 And they have several conversations. One after this bridge scene and... The only reason I bring this up is because it had a really, really prevalent theme of Rick, Mm -hmm. obviously. And Michonne is quick to mention that. And I kind of felt for her. And that's another thing they're keeping alive in this show is not just the threat of, you know, the Whisper group, but also Rick's memory and Mm -hmm. how hard his loss is on Mm -hmm. Michonne. We would be... You know, probably up in arms if there yeah. were episodes you, where Rick wasn't mentioned. Yeah. Um, and especially the two of them standing there on a bridge yeah. and right. doing all of this stuff. But I also, I loved that moment between them because, A, you have to, you know, like Aaron says, he's tired of being the nice guy. You know, he wants to do this, this, this. But Michonne's like, but for what? Yeah. All of yeah. these people died and you're over here. Like, if he hadn't have gotten his arm chopped off last season, he would have been bitten yes. multiple times at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He, that's, I think that's the second Very, or third time at least yes. that I've seen him get, in, get bit in that arm. And obviously he uses it as a defense. But, yeah. Um, Which is a good idea. Yeah, it is. But I like the this side that I'm seeing of him. I like, a, you know, slightly more aggressive Aaron. And almost like we need somebody at this point who wants revenge. Yeah. Yes. Like we're missing that from our people. They're all just like, okay, we let's just live. Let's stay safe. Because that's what they've been fighting been fighting for for so long but he's like i'm tired of doing this Mm -hmm. yeah let's see what's gonna happen well that's kind of what i want to talk about next with aaron is that you know we see from the get-go that he is battling between what they're doing and what they stand for and you know it's just this inner battle with aaron and which is why he asked michonne you know are we the good guys because you know they go out and they essentially do kill people but it's people who are a threat to them right yeah and I think that Aaron is on the right track with his aggression because, I mean, he sits there and says, you know, Eric is dead, Jesus is dead. Like, we've lost all of these people. 
and I'm fed up with being the nice guy. Mm-hmm. And I I completely agree with him. I think yeah. that he's right. I think that now with this threat of the whispers, there is no room for being nice. Yeah, especially when it comes to the whispers. Right. So it makes complete sense. He just needs to be smart about it, yeah. though. Like, I agree with what he wants to do, but he needs to thoroughly seek out a plan so he won't get himself yeah. killed. He yeah. was <laughs> acting very emotionally tonight. And yes. it's like, that could get you in trouble, too. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's nice to see Michelle in there, too, and they kind of challenge each other. Yeah, he was definitely aspect. acting on impulse. I yeah. mean, like April said, he almost got bit on his <laughs> He bridge. was yeah. not on his leg yeah. and on his arm. Like it was I thought he was done for actually when yeah. he threw his leg. I yeah. was like clenching. I'm like, oh here we this go. Is it. He's right. gone. That was that was really close. So after they find confirmation, um, you know, Magna, Yumiko, Alden, uh, Luke, they all find, you know, that there are whispers around. Mm-hmm. They go back to Oceanside and this is when we say we see Judith and RJ together. And this was a really enduring moment this. because we obviously love Judith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We haven't really got to know RJ because he was just like a child when we left. He, he still now. is. Yeah. He talks now. And she's pretty much telling him, and this is once again this, this theme of, you know, keeping Rick's memory alive. And mm-hmm. she's telling him uh, this story about their dad and how, you know, he's the brave man. And, you know, Michonne comes over and she goes, he asks her, why did the brave man die? And she has this amazing answer. She's like, there's some people that you love so much that you would do anything for. Am I the only one who thought that that was foreshadowing? It 100% is. Right? Yeah. That she's going to have to sacrifice herself for her children? Something. <gasps> yeah, because well, oh, we know we don't share. have her. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that would make me so sad. Yeah. Right? Well, okay. Because she was like, I'll do it for you, and I'd do it for Judith. And I was like, there it is. <laughs> she's saying, I'm going to do it. I, this is the thing about this scene. I think if there was a single person not absolutely touched by this, then you, you need to, <laughs> your my heart needs to be melted. But I think that they are giving us more RJ for a reason. Mm. Like, we, like y'all said, we didn't really get to yeah. know him last season, but now it's like... Okay, if we see, you know, we know Judith, but we also know Judith as a very strong mm-hmm. person who also very much so relies on other people like Negan. Would Judith really be, obviously Michonne's her mom and she would be devastated, but like, she might be okay. Yeah. But showing us this, showing us RJ, giving us more of him, and the, he's a direct connection between Rick and mm-hmm. Michonne, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's just a way for them to be like, oh, guess what? Let, we're taking the mother from this strings. kid, too. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I just love how we're seeing both Judith and RJ talk about Rick, because Judith was a toddler mm-hmm. when Rick died. RJ wasn't even born yet, so it's cool that even though they don't really remember him, they still have Mm -hmm. memories of him, if that makes sense. So I think that's really cool that they do Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, Yeah. and April, I definitely think you're onto something here. I mean, we've seen Carol lose two children (laughs) now. And, you know, Michonne's already lost one. Don't forget, we have seen her lose a child from before the apocalypse started, or after it started. Mm -hmm. Um, And now she has two. Mm-hmm. One, not biological, but we're not counting that because yeah, it's essentially her mother. It's right, her exactly. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't put it past the showrunners or the writers to be like, nope, snatching another one away. Because they did it to Carol. So I would not be surprised. Um, before we get into um, what's going on over at Alexandria, I'm going to show it over to Benny for some words. Yeah, so we here at After Buzz TV want to thank you guys for making us the ESPN of TV talk. And in order for us to grow even more, we need your help. So if you're on YouTube right now, go ahead and give us a 
thumbs up. If you're on iTunes, go ahead and give us a five star. Working at After Buzz means so much to us, and we just want to continue to learn and grow. So if you're watching or listening to us, go ahead and leave us a comment, and we will continue to give you guys amazing, good content. Yeah. Yes. We love you guys. We are very, very excited to be back for The Walking Dead. We are very privileged to have to do this show. And, I mean, it's season 10. And yeah. they've, we've it's already crazy. seen that they're coming to bring it. So, like I said, we are very excited to be here for you guys all season. And, like I said, we do the show for you guys. We want to hear all of your comments. April, what's going on in the chat? You know, we got a lot of people watching. I'm uh, compiling a list of comments <laughs> as we speak okay. currently. I will touch base with you later then. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so, we see this satellite crashing through the atmosphere. Very dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when Eugene calls over the radio. Now, I didn't at this point didn't realize that they were in two separate groups. I thought everybody was at Oceanside, that they mm-hmm. just didn't. I thought Alexandria was just lost. Like, they were like, oh, forget Alexandria, right. until Eugene called over. And then we see what's going on over at Alexandria. Essentially, Sadiq, Father Gabe, Eugene, and Rosita are playing house yes. over there with the new baby. <laughs> Am I the only one who's relieved that Rosita's not pregnant anymore and that she is getting back to her fighting self? I, I, yeah. I didn't imagine them showing us her as like really really mm-hmm. pregnant just because we've done it in the show yeah. and so I was like I, I was curious to see how they were going to do it but I'm happy that the baby's mm-hmm. just there because yeah. I think it actually brings a better element and we'll get to see more between you know that little quadruple yeah it's so dynamic. weird I don't know what you would call it am but. I the only one who's weirded out by that I love I it it's, 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 it's like an episode of Maury I, I don't know I think it's so funny. She's living with three of the guys who have some type of romantic relationship yeah. with her. Well, except for Eugene just has a crush. A major crush. Like, yeah. peeping while she was breastfeeding. Oh, oh, God. God. Yeah. I was like, I what are you doing? Guy. I love this guy. <laughs> but he's like, he's the one with the baby, and I'm like, he was you're like the Mr. one kind of with no <laughs> yeah. relation here. Like, right. Sadiq's the dad, Rosita's dating Gabriel, but like, you're the one measuring the baby and doing all this stuff. Like, where do you come into this? But yeah. I guess he's just put himself in there, yeah. and that's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, I still have hope for him. I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Happen. I don't get the girl. I don't like Rosita with any of these guys. She, <laughs> she just needs to be a really? strong, independent woman. Yes, I agree. I wanted to see her with Eugene so bad. So I mean, bad. I don't yeah. know that I could take it. Like seeing them make out, I might just. Be like, <laughs> yeah, I no. Know. Abraham was the only man for her, and that's the only person I could see her with. <laughs> I, know. I don't know why. And then he left her for Sasha. All R.I.P. Yeah. I know, but she needs another like strong man like that to come in. Not saying that Eugene is Eugene. Has uh, his Eugene's strong points. Yeah. <laughs> Eugene has his strong moments and other. He's the brains of the operation. Thank you. We'll Thank you. He has a strong yeah. brain. Yes. 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 Which he's got baby su- scheduling down. Exactly. Which doesn't surprise me why he's so <laughs> invested in that part of the baby, like measuring. The baby got the sleep cycle down, got the feeding down. <laughs> yeah, That's just it. Eugene. I mean, it's it's just it's Eugene. It's yeah. what he would do. I want to talk about Lydia Negan really quick because Lydia's learning how to read, which I thought was another really um, vital point to this because you can see that she's getting really discouraged with trying to learn how to read. I didn't even realize that she didn't know how to read because she was so young yeah. when the whole zombie apocalypse started. Right. You well, know Alpha wasn't teaching her. Exactly. <laughs> she's like, you don't need to yeah. read. Uh, it's never been addressed, mm-hmm. but you know, the kids who she's in the class with, I don't know how old they are, obviously, but they're significantly younger than mm-hmm. her. And when you are young like that, you pick up certain things faster. That's why yep. people start teaching, you know, kids different languages yeah. or like you grow up speaking different languages because you learn quicker, your brain forms faster. So what she feels like she should already know because they know it's frustrating to yeah. her. But she also has to like, realize, like, 
okay, let's just make it happen. Yeah. I know she's been dealing with it for a while, but, and maybe I'm still harboring a little anger toward Lydia. Um, (laughs) But I'm like, get over it. Just read, girl. Yeah. (laughs) You'll be fine. Yeah. (laughs) So not only is she frustrated with not being able to read or having trouble reading, but then, you know, our group comes in to talk about, you know, this looming threat of the whispers maybe being back, this meteor crash. Well, which hasn't happened yet. My bad. Um, and then they pretty much kick it, kick Lydia out of the room. Mm-hmm. Now, this is when Negan comes into place, because apparently Negan's on community service detail. Right. He's, like, picking up trash. He's, like, doing vegetables. I love he's it. being watched. <laughs> I love it, too. At least he's out of the cell, Put him you guys. to work. It's yeah. forward. Yeah. And this is when the two of them bond, because, you know, once upon a time, he was the one that everybody was cutting their eye about. Their kindred and, spirit. Exactly. And now... She's the person who everybody is cautious around. Everybody doesn't really fully trust. I would think after a year and a half, that wouldn't be the case. But once again, it's just a show kind of giving us this threat of, yeah, we might have had her in our vicinity for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. But once the whispers come back, it just puts all this back into play of, hey, you were one of them once. Right. And you're technically the reason that... Ooh, yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, it's not her fault, right. but she's the justification behind yes. it. She's the reason why they're why they're all yeah. living in fear and why they have been doing so for so long. Like yes. she's I mean, they didn't directly address this in the episode, but she's the reason technically why Carol is out on a boat because mm-hmm. Carol can't be around her. And it, it's just I get it. I do feel bad for her in the sense because you know, she said they accepted her. Mm-hmm. So at some point, you know, it's like accepting an ex boyfriend back. You either <laughs> get yeah. over it yeah. and move on. Or you leave them. Yeah. So yeah. they clearly weren't going to leave her. They fought for her. And you so like, accept it. You, yeah. At some, I know it's not going to be easy, but like, come on, people. Yeah. yeah. You got to be a little nicer. But I also get why they kicked her out because she's and she's just too young. Like, yeah. let's be real. Maybe other people like we have to look at Carl. He's probably younger than she was, but like Carl's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I get it, and I, I feel bad for her. But at the same time, I one hundred percent get it. They have to be cautious. They've gone through the main group. They've gone through so much in their lives with people overtaking where they live and death, destruction. So they're not they're not taking any chances when yeah. it comes to this girl. So I completely get it. Yeah. yeah. I want to talk about Sadiq really quick because not only is he playing house, but he's also dealing with some PTSD, which mm-hmm. I major. Yeah, major PTSD to the point where he can't even hear his own baby crying. Or shouldn't be a holding baby crying. the baby, yeah. maybe. Yeah. 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 I just I like that storyline for Sadiq mm-hmm. but then they also introduce another doctor his name is Dante yeah, who, who and the, right I was like okay new characters <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. about introducing new characters yeah. I really am especially in season 10 I want to see what's going to happen but do you guys think it's once again just foreshadowing that there's two doctors are they going to need two are they I mean, they're, they're always going to need two I'd well yeah of course, we could use of three <laughs> exactly but it was such an odd character introduction, though. Yes. Just mm-hmm. the whole dynamic. I was like, wait, are you his friend? And then the whole thing about, like, oh, my, kiss me. Yeah, I was like, I was wait, like, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if I should think this is funny or, or what. Agreed. It was it was definitely an odd introduction. But I also love the story for Sadiq because I think it's one that he, you know, I forgot until that happened. I was like, wait, what's happening to him? Is he having visions? <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, that's literally what I thought. I was like, oh my I'm god. I'm not going to lie. I thought that also. I'm not going to lie. It kind of seemed that. like that. I was like, he's having a vision. that like Because all he, he saw was Alpha's head. Um, but then I remembered, like, no, he was there. Yeah. He literally yeah. everyone yeah. was yeah. killed. Like, yeah. they tied him to a tree so he could give the message to everybody. Yeah. Could um, you imagine? Uh, right. 
But I don't think he, or it doesn't seem like any way that he's dealt with this in any way. No, and don't forget it. Like, like I said, you? it's been a year and a half. Yeah. So it's like they have two doctors, but they don't really have a psychologist. No. Yeah. So, I'm going to need to get one. Yeah, get what one really quick or talk to a tree. Start painting trees like Alicia <laughs> yes. did out for The Walking Dead. Right. Do something <laughs> to cope. Get a hobby. Really that <laughs> Meditate. I think Negan needs people to talk to. He can go talk to That's Negan. True. Negan is pretty much like the psychologist. Because he, he pretty much reads people very well. I'm just Negan saying. would twist him around in some way, though. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. I think, But I think Negan is missing his calling, you guys. <laughs> so we see, once again, the meteor crashing. Once again, this is just... The them, the, their way of tying all of the storylines together. Mm-hmm. And that's when Eugene calls Oceanside. So we see that call happening. Now they switch over to what's happening um, at the beach. Mm-hmm. And we see Kelly and Connie. Uh, Connie being one of my favorite characters. I love, um, I love Connie. What I didn't understand in this scene was that they're calling for Kelly. She can't really hear. And then we find out that she might be going deaf too. So is it a degenerative disease that she that they both it might have? Maybe. Maybe. We didn't really address it in the past that it was a potential issue for her too, unless I missed yeah. that. No, we didn't. Okay. I, I can't recall ever even talking about that. Mm-hmm. But like she, she says, and I believe her when she says her hearing is fine. But then she's like, there are other things. Like I can't. I don't know if someone's talking to me. It went. You know, I hear lots of voices at like one something's time. Something's going on. Yeah. So whether it's her actual direct hearing going or not, mm-hmm. like it's still something. Yeah. And I just really like how it seems like the roles are going to be reversed when it comes to the two because before it was Kelly helping Mm -hmm. out Connie. Now it's going to be Connie trying to show um, Kelly the way of just how to live with this. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, Kelly has some idea of how to live with it because she has been pretty much not protecting because we obviously know Connie can take care of herself. Mm -hmm. But essentially being the ears for Connie in this world, and if, you know, Connie goes deaf, and she says it in this scene, she goes, how am I supposed to interpret for you? How am I mm-hmm. supposed to protect you? Mm-hmm. And, you know, she goes, we protect each other. That's Which what I we- love. <clears throat> I love yeah. that, too. I mean, they're, they're just like I said, Car- Connie's one of my favorite characters. Uh, Kelly ha- still has yet to grow on me, mm-hmm. but I think this storyline could do it. I like them yeah. together a yeah. lot. I love that, what's going on with them. Yeah, and even further than that, we see Daryl's been working on his sign language, too, mm-hmm. which I thought was a really nice moment. I love them. I, right? I love them, them too. <laughs> I officially, officially am on Daryl and Connie's team. What did we call them? Daryl needs something. Donnie? 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 Carol? Oh, no, we can't call no, we can't Carol. Call Carol. <laughs> that would be weird. That would be weird. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Carol, though, she comes back on a boat because mm-hmm. she's... This is how she's dealt with her emotional trauma from losing Henry. A life she pro- at sea. A life at sea, which doesn't surprise me. I actually liked this storyline for her, yeah. that she went out. They kind of give a little Easter egg about where Maggie might have been. She's been down south trying to maybe find Maggie. Uh-huh. I liked that they included mm-hmm. that a little bit. And then we see, you know, Daryl and Carol reunited, which I thought was a really nice moment. Oh, loved the scene between the two of them. And Angela Kang said we're going to get, and um, this is not a spoiler alert, by the way, okay. but she said we're going to get a lot of Daryl and Carol good. Good. Yes. I yeah. feel like we haven't gotten a scene like we did tonight in so long. Which yeah. is, I was like, is this, why, is this why I loved the episode so much? Mm. Because just just them, the two of them yeah. on screen yeah. for five minutes, I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. And the interaction and obviously with the bracelets and him calling her best friend, mm-hmm. I was like, even they're finally addressing it as a show. Yeah. They're yeah. not just like teasing us. They had the flirtatious moment with Connie and Daryl on the dock and yeah. he, how he's learning sign language mm-hmm. for her. But then like they have this moment where she's like, oh, best friend. Yeah. Should we run away together? Yeah. 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 I, I love, love their that, dynamic. Right? And I love that they're best friends. I, and we all knew here, sorry guys who didn't know, but we 
knew that there was no really love story yeah. in there. I just yeah. we just never friends saw friends. maybe like in that. the beginning, yeah. like way way back, like season maybe. one, maybe. But now there's no it's chance. Just like, like I yeah. just don't see it whatsoever. Like brother sister. Yes. Almost. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. And they do talk about this whole running away together. And we already knew from the beginning of the episode that Carol is not staying for very long. Right. And there was this ongoing thing of Daryl trying to convince her to stay. And we have this moment with them where they're hunting deer and a deer wanders into Whisper Territory, which once again, still surprised that they're that close to Whisper Territory, but mm-hmm. here we are. And K- Daryl pretty much points out, you know, he wants to respect the boundaries. He wants to respect these borders. And Carol does not give two Fs about this. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know what? I don't care. That deer could have fed us. I'm surprised it's you let right it get there. it. It's yeah. right there. Did you guys agree with Daryl or did you agree with Carol in this moment? See, in this moment, that deer was just, it was right there. I was, <laughs> I was right. like, I see what she's saying, but I get, they're like all on edge. No one wants to, that's what the, they establish. You don't cross the borders. Yeah. But again, it's been a year and a half. You just shot a deer that you can't eat now. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I mean, I don't they, know. they don't know at this point that Michonne and everybody in the woods have just found like this camp right. with mm-hmm. a skinned mm-hmm. man and things like that's that. True. Um, so, I agree. I was like, you know, what's going to happen if you take this deer? Nothing. Drake Either and those walker. Exactly. Like, <laughs> get a long stick. I don't know. Pull them over. I don't know. Do a little lasso yeah. action. I right. don't know. But Carol also, I think it's because, just like you said, she's not there. So mm-hmm. yeah. it, the threat is very real for everybody else. Not that it's, well, now it is yeah. for her. Um, but I think that that's just not in her mind. She just sees oh my gosh, how did we just give this up? But do you think it's because she hasn't been there or it's really because she subconsciously has this vendetta against these whispers? And she does not care. She's waiting to ignite something because she wants her revenge. This is very personal for Carol. Like, uh, And it should be. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree with both. I I agree with everybody. I mean, I just, I... We'll talk about it at the end of the episode because that moment was intense, but we'll talk about (laughs) it. So then they see, once again, the satellite crashing, and now we have this new threat of, hey, the satellite crashed in the woods. Now there's this fire, and there's this another threat toward Oceanside because Mm -hmm. they're camping in the middle of the woods, and this fire could essentially reach them and destroy Mm -hmm. their entire camp. So they have to work in order to put this fire out by using sand and water, which I thought was actually really smart because Mm -hmm. don't use all your water. Use seawater and use sand. Clearly you're by a beach. Mm -hmm. Like, that, that that was... a very smart like move mm-hmm. on their part. Or blood from Carol. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, I loved that, that part. Smart was was that? Inse- Carol came back and she was like, I still got it. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> so what I didn't realize was that, you know, now that the satellite crashed, that they could actually use it for maybe technology reasons or right. anything like that. Of course, once Alexandria comes onto the scene, Eugene wants to <laughs> examine the, the entire yes. thing. And Michonne was just dead set on, we have to go. We're already in enemy territory. We mm-hmm. need to leave because we've already... Oh, so that made a loud boom. Yes, yeah. yes. And then the walkers that it attracted, mm-hmm. I wasn't surprised by. Were you guys? No, I was no. Like, that was quite the commotion. Yeah. 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 I, I'm surprised by whether or not it's a part of the giant herd or mm. you know like they talk about they call it the nuclear weapon um <sighs> but or i'm i want to know if it was part of it or not because that was obviously a very big herd that we mm-hmm. saw yeah i well, don't think it was i don't think yeah i don't think so either because we didn't see any whispers involved because they're in like that. hoarding them still right as far oh, as we yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. true was i the only one who thought when carol slit the throat of that walker to put out the that fire it'd be a, he- that whisper? it was a human because that was a lot of blood and i, I thought still it was a human. 
like well, weird about how these walkers have so much blood in them when well some do and some don't like we've seen them like cover themselves yeah, yeah. So maybe if yeah. it's a new one but the way that that's it true. like just geysered out I was like that's a human <laughs> that's a human <laughs> too but I guess not well, I guess not I thought some of the walkers that were when we first saw them all coming I thought some of them were a whisper yeah because yeah. we were in yeah. their territory yeah mm-hmm. technically so it's like yeah I was concerned at first. Well, what I also liked about that is that Aaron and Michonne have a moment where they kind of point out, you know, Aaron says, you know, us stopping this fire helped them too because they essentially live in the woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this could have been really dangerous for them as well. So, it was on their side. Right. Yeah. And we really just essentially helped them. We did. Which I thought was Saved a good point. Saved our butts which and I helped a, them. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a good point. And then Michonne questions where Aaron and uh, Daryl and Carol are. And we have this moment with them on the, the edge of the cliff where, you know, once again, Daryl is trying to get Carol to stay with him. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, he'll punch holes in all the boats, which I thought was a really good moment. And this is when we see Carol and um, Alpha have this kind of standoff moment yeah. where they're staring down each other. So I epic. wouldn't want that to be anyone but Carol to yeah. see her for right? the first time. It like, was so good. Yeah. She was like, I got you. Just yeah. watch. Yeah. Just, give, just give me some time. <laughs> yeah. Just give me some time. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what that was. Now, do you guys think that it was a little ballsy of Carol to just stand there on the rock face because at this point, Alpha and the Whisper Group didn't know that they had crossed into borderline territories. And as soon as Alpha saw Carol, she knew that they had ta- they had crossed into their land. Do Weren't you think that Darryl this is and what... Carol in their land? I think so, because they were by where the, the satellite crashed, and that was where... Yeah. I thought that was the but edge. They're still living I think at Ocean's the side, edge though. of the... I thought they were still on their turf, because he wouldn't even go in by the deer. I think he still had her. There's, like, a certain mark, because, uh, you know, Michonne and everybody, they're just essentially visiting Oceanside right mm-hmm. now to help with the training, but people right. do still live at Oceanside. Yeah. yeah. So, they're... The lines are, yeah, it's so hard, yeah, the boundaries, but I was under the impression they were still, they were, like, on the edge. It almost looked like the marking, the area where she, like, showed them originally where the border was. Do you remember that? So I thought they were, like, right at the edge of theirs. Mm. And then she, like, popped out on hers, and then they were, like... What's up? Yeah. So, but who knows? Those boundaries are crazy. So. Yeah. yeah. I will never get it I'd be out and I'd be passing it all yes. the time. I need, like, flags. Yes. Like, yeah. I need a little, like, uh, what are that? Yeah. Caution, yeah. Caution tape. Something. All, all day. I need very clear definitions of these borders. <laughs> because I, I know. Just, it like, always blows my mind when they're like, no, that's a boundary. I'm like, how do you know that? Yeah. That right. tree? Like, yeah. what? Yeah. They must have, I mean, it's been a year and a half. Maybe they've established some kind of... Shock collars? Yeah. Shock collars. Something like that. Electric fencing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm very excited to see where this this look, this standoff between Carol and Alpha go. Because we have been Ooh. saying for seasons that we want to see more from Carol. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the season, oh, you guys. I is. think so, too. Yeah. yeah. Most yeah. definitely. You're bringing it. Yeah. We're going to get a lot of female power on this season. Just the moments. Think of the moments tonight with Michonne where she just, like, mm-hmm. just her on the screen. She yeah. absolutely carried she it. She did. Yeah. Like, and they're also doing that on purpose just to, like, devastate us even more. But yeah. whatever. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a second. Yeah. Um, do you guys have any last thoughts on the episode before we get into our special segments? It's a good one. Yeah, it, it was, was a great so one, you guys. It was a great one. Thank you, everybody who's in the chat right now. We are going to move into our special segments. I want to talk about our favorite kill. So we had a lot this episode. Mm-hmm. I want to hear some of yours. Um, I would say the one where, where I, I just said it, the one where Carol yeah. slashed the zombie. And it was... It was <sighs> awesome and at the same time it was smart yeah yeah, yeah. 
So multitasking. Um, I thought for sure when this happened, I was like, oh, everyone's gonna have the same favorite kill as me. But then there were so many good ones yeah. tonight, mm-hmm. so I think we'll have different ones. But mine was the first one with the zombie coming out, and then Judith is the one that slashes yeah. him in the face that with a knife. Too. I was like, you are Michonne. Yeah, like yeah. literally, she had a Michonne knife. Yeah. That's what I call it. Yeah, I honestly knife. loved the entire opening scene with the ghost ships and the yes. army. Yeah. Just like every kill of that was. Fantastic. I like that. I also like the slow motion scene with Daryl and the two knives. And oh, that, was so good. that was really cool, too, because we, really we always see him with the crossbow, mm-hmm. and yeah. this was a little different. So yes. I like that. Let us know what your favorite kill of the episode was, you guys. We look forward to hearing those. I want to talk about our next special segment, which is a newer one, you guys. We're going to do MVP of the episode. Mm-hmm. So it has to be a unanimous decision on who we thought was the MVP of the episode. We could only have one, you guys. We could only have one. Okay. So, who do you guys think we should vote for MVP of the episode? I'd say Carol. That's what I want to say. I guess Carol. Yeah. Carol? Yeah. I mean, especially at the end, it's like we're leading up for her to be one heck of a character. Okay. Like, to me, it's season. either Carol or Michonne, but I have <laughs> yeah. to lean a little on And the then Carol's the yeah. throat slitting and the fire. I yes. mean, she killed it this episode. She did it. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. After she just came back from a sea trip. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Let's go with Carol, you guys. Carol's going to be our MVP of the episode. MVP. Let us know <laughs> yours. Thank you, Ryan, in the booth for giving us that wonderful sound bite. Um, and now we've got our uh, top three of the episode, you guys. So, it's pretty much top three. We are picking villains of all series, of the entire series of the Walking Dead. And we're doing this only for the uh, first episode, which is tonight. We're doing it for the uh, the mid-season finale, plus the actual finale of season 10. So, season 10, what are we doing for... Okay, so we're doing it by... We're doing three of them, like he said. And our first one, we think our biggest villain would be Negan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then, yes, we went with the governor for number... Oh, no, we went with Shane for number two yes. and the governor for number three. Hashtag never forget. Yes. Hashtag, so, never, hashtag forget. never forget. I'm curious, though. It. We're all curious to see who you guys think. So leave in the comments on YouTube and let us know yes. if you agree or disagree, if you have any different villains, because we, we had a lot that ran through our head, but you know you got to narrow them down. So. Yeah. There are so many, but like, how do you not choose yeah. those three? Yeah. Well, why did you guys choose Negan? Why did we choose Negan? Because he's the greatest of all time so far. Yeah. He killed yeah. like one of the biggest characters like on the show, yeah. you know, that people people still remember him. Yeah. So. That's like also his books. turnaround, too. It's mm-hmm. like he's still there and he could still do more. We don't know what's going to happen with him. Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll save it. We'll save it. Save yes. it. Don't forget it, April. Uh, why did you guys pick Shane. Shane is just like he's he's an OG. <laughs> yeah. He he was one of the the first like real villains yeah. of yeah. the show. So yeah. also I he got his Shane. friend's wife pregnant while his friend was in the hospital. So yeah. I mean not pregnant, Traitor. but well maybe pregnant. <laughs> yeah. We don't even know. We don't even know. Um but yeah he was sleeping with his wife best friend's wife while he's in the hospital. <laughs> So whatever, he's still bad. Dead. Still bad. Shane is definitely number two, and yeah. number three, the governor. I mean, he was keeping heads in tanks. Yeah, so. he was. That's pretty bad. Yeah, and he killed. He pretty, pretty much bad. killed Andrea, which was Michonne's BFF. He killed I've always loved Andrea. By the way, he killed Herschel. Yeah, he killed a lot of people. Oh, Herschel. Yeah. Yep, Miss Herschel. Yeah. So there's a lot, but we gained Tara from the governor, which was nice. But then we lost Tara last <laughs> last season. So oh. yeah, right, thanks, everything governor. comes full circle here on The Walking Dead, you guys. Yeah. Let's get into some news and gossip, shall we? Yes. Woo. Cannot wait to talk about this. So, with the premiere of uh, The Walking Dead, we also got a new look at the new series of uh, the the they don't we don't have a title yet, but of the new Walking Dead yeah. series. So, uh, we're gonna take a look at it. 
It's called Monument Day because we are all monuments to the past. After the start. Mm-hmm. Love it. My dad is off laying the groundwork to change the world. To someday, far in the future, get us back to where we were. It may take generations like to the purge so yeah. yeah. My father has started the journey for us all. So I guess things get better? Yeah, apparently. Well, it's still the same timeline, though. Yeah. Which is weird. So they just have it. You have to have seen enough to know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that was fine. enough, guys. If you want to look it up, go great. on YouTube. Yeah. You can look it up. Um, but it looks really good. And it's definitely giving where me. Where are they held up? Getting right. Excited. So, yeah. it's interesting, it's, like, 10 years after, we're at least six years after. Because right. I know there was a six. So, well, like, oh, you're almost there. <laughs> yeah. The, the actor who, one of the actors who's on this show, he said that the timeline is the same timeline as the Walking Dead universe. Okay. So, okay. these guys are in, like, a completely different area, okay. obviously. Dang, than, they just got yeah, it real they nice. They're, they're, going, they're going to school. They have backpacks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, basically, these kids that you saw, they want to see this new world, and so they're they're leaving this community that they're in, no, and they're seeing that. walkers for like the <laughs> first time ever. Yeah, never seen anything like this before. So I'm I'm excited for oh, it. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. But um, this next one that we have is pretty exciting. Um, I'm just going to talk about it while uh, we're looking at the video because it's kind of hard to see. But this was at New New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. They're introducing the cast of The Walking Dead. And then um, they introduce Lauren Cohen yeah. and announce that yes. she's going to be in season 11. She's yes. sure. so that's what you come back now. That's yeah. going to be exciting. Was I the only one who was like, season 11, why not season 10? Why not the second half of season 10? Yeah. I, need this, I need her back now. Well, we what? were speculating that on our preview episode when she was going to come back, if this, this. But mm-hmm. I mean, at least we have all of this. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. I don't like her off on wherever she is writing letters. Right, exactly. Yeah. I'm excited to have her back on season 11, and that just gives us something else to look forward to for next yeah, season. Exactly. Really? I also oh, love that she was started. in a vegan outfit. Yeah. Right? That was really cool. Yeah, yeah. She's like posing as one of the fans. That so was kind of cool. So, yeah, that's that's all for news yeah, and gossip. Yeah, that's great. It, yeah. That was really great news and gossip. Thank you, Benny. Let's get into very, very quick predictions, you guys, because we are short on time. April, I'm going to shoot it over to you really quickly for um, predictions, and if you can give us some shout-outs as well. Yes, we have uh, the moment from that Negan and Gabriel were talking, and he's like, it's starting. And he's talking about how at some point, and this is why I thought the moment where Aaron asked Michonne, um, are we the bad guys? I think it's foreshadowing at some point, because Negan's like, it's starting. At some point, they start looking at you, and they start thinking, wait, are you bad? Or is this person that's the farmer bad? So I think... Negan, whether he'll turn out to be like an evil person or not, he's just biding his time. Mm-hmm. Um, and until something happens, he's gonna. Uh, I, I just think he's planning a combat. Okay. Yeah. Um, cannot see viewer names in chat right now, but y'all, there are a lot of y'all in there, so thank you so much for watching. Thank yeah. you guys. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. guys. Um, I have a prediction that Lydia is going to be the one to take down her mother. 
Um, I love that. I don't mm-hmm. see it happening. Or, I mean, Carol would be a really nice way, but I think that's too predictable. I feel like Lydia doing it would give her closure on everything that she... Because they're already bringing mm-hmm. up her past that so she can't read. And you said it yourself, Chris, in this episode. You know, Alpha didn't teach her how to read. Yeah, so I, I just think that Lydia that. might be the one to take down her mother um, in the Alpha group. Those are yeah. great predictions. I think we're going to see some big things from Rosita also. Mm. I think this season is going to be like her time to shine. Yeah. So Ooh, I love that. Yeah. Me too. Chris, anything? Yeah, no, I agree with all of you guys. Yeah. I yeah. think, I mean, we're definitely going to lose Michonne, as we know. But We know that, yep. I think they're going to kill her off. Oh, oh here we go. Boy. Eric, Erling, Lucy Walsh, Jelen Vlogs, DG, everybody in chat. There you it go. It popped up. Thank right you in the last minute. Thank y'all for joining us. <laughs> Some technical <laughs> difficulties, but thank you, April, for yes. that. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to our episode one review of season 10. We are back, you guys. We will be back next week. Let our fans know where they can find you guys. Hey guys, you can find me all over social media at Krista Flungy. Y'all can find me everywhere at April with some hand. And you guys can find me on all social media at Benny J. Adams. Look me up, guys. I'm at, at Timothy I at I am Timothy Mike, <laughs> if I can remember my own screen <laughs> handle. We'll see you guys next week, same time on Mondays at 8. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 